Okay, what I want to know is what, who are the people who are out here disliking YouTube videos? Have you ever disliked a YouTube video, Jerome? No. Me neither. Who does that? I'm trying that? to think if that's actually true. I feel like maybe when I was a kid and I was like big into like the YouTuber culture of it all, if like someone did something problematic, then I would dislike the video to be like, this, you shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Reprimand. Exactly. Like if someone like did a prank video, but it actually was just harassing strangers on the street, I'd be like, dislike. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> you showed them. I did. Got the algorithm on their ass. So we love that. I'm Jerome. And I'm Kenyon. And today I'm feeling kind of grouchy, honestly. <laughs> we're we're back. It's just the two of us. And we're here to talk all things cartoon characters. <laughs> or something. It's you. It's you. Kenyon, we have a special guest. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You really got me. I was ready for somebody to hop on the Zoom call. Can you, what if I actually did that? What if I was like, that'd be hot. Entered the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Who would your, who would your surprise guest for me be if you're trying to surprise me with a guest? Jacob Collier. (laughs) Oh, no. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I would be shocked. Terrified, confused, dramatized. <laughs> Another. And downright flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> flabbergasted. <laughs> wow, but it's just the two of us. I missed I missed this space. Just the two of us. We made it. You want me to belt that, Hannah? <laughs> Where are we? We can make it. Ask and you shall receive. And mother, uh, that's staying in. <laughs> I look. That's all I have to say. <laughs> What's new over there? Like, what is? I feel like I ha- we've only had guests on, and I, I love know. guests on. But I like. What's happening in your life? Who are you? What's going like on? Like, the last time it was just the two of us, weren't we talking about, like, fully the insurrection? Can you believe that? <laughs> that no, is I, Cuckoo Bananas. I have let that be in the past and remain I know. That's over. Um, well, we had a very fierce Black History Month. All of our iconic Black guests. So let's go ahead and do a little pat on the back for her. That was fun. Round of applause for the guests, honestly. I had to thank you to the guests. And thank you for the music. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, listen to the music. Music. <laughs> oh, you got some harmonies. Oh, I've got harmony. <laughs> well, I've got I rhythm. I can go further. <laughs> I can't 
Ooh, not that. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me? I don't know. What's going on over here? It was 50 degrees one day last week. Oh, my God. It was 50 degrees last week. And I was walking around outside. And I had my mask on. and But I had, like, a sweater on and a coat on and a mask on. And so I was getting, like, kind of sweaty, you know, behind my mask. And I was like... Oh God, like it's going to get warm. It's going to be the summer. We're going to have to, you know, wear masks over this, like when it's hot outside. Like, what is that going to be like? Because my mind forgot that we have already done all of the seasons in the masks. (laughs) (laughs) My mind literally erased any memory. I was like, it's going to be so new and hard to be sweating in a mask. What? Have we done all the seasons, or has it all just been one season? Girl, I don't know. I don't know. But the days are shortly. Seasons is that they come and go, and certainly the season of the mask has only come and stayed. (laughs) The season of the mask on this season of the mask. (laughs) Um, the days you were saying they're growing longer. I know, thank God. And I needed it. I'm I just it I forgot how much more life I feel like I have when the, the sun, sun sticks out. around. <laughs> when you can like be outside and not be unhappy. Yeah, when 4:30 isn't time to get in bed. I'm just thinking about like I was saying before on the podcast that my favorite season is spring, right? Perhaps, maybe. What was I saying? I don't remember what I, I think I was saying spring. Because think about, like, when it's spring. As it, I'm sorry. Think about... <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> think about it being, like, April. And the, the first time that you go outside and you're like, oh, my God, wait, it's so nice outside. Or, like, that you're like, wait, I don't need this jacket. I just love, like, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> <laughs> so is that that you love spring or that you actually hate winter? <laughs> No, it's not that I hate winter. Or third option. Because I actually really like winter. That you love trash. Oh, I love trash. Thank you. (laughs) In case it doesn't make it in earlier on in the episode. (laughs) I have been absolutely obsessed with this this Oscar the Grouch video where he sings a song called I Love Trash. Um... It's simply amazing. What uh, what is what sends you particularly about the about the video? Um, almost everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just pointed out to me, and in, in our recent watching of it, that uh, there is actually a trash can labeled "Love." It says <laughs> "Love" on it because he loves trash. Um, <laughs> the song. I mean, there isn't a whole lot to the song. It is about. Um, how much he loves trash (laughs) and the different types of trash that he has and loves. Um, I, so the first thing that he describes is uh, (laughs) doing a a close listening of I love Uh, trash. Yes. Yes. Um, The first thing he describes is, is an old sneaker. Um, Then he describes newspaper that is wrapped around a piece of an old piece of fish. (laughs) Um, Not piece of fish, just an old fish. (laughs) 
But then I I particularly like that the last the last verse is just a list of things, such as a broken umbrella, <laughs> an an old telephone, a rusty trombone. He says, um, <laughs> "Very good." <laughs> uh, and he ends each verse with. Um, I love them because they're trash. And sometimes you just have to say that. Sometimes you just have to say, I love it because it's trash. Mm. I'm hung up on the garbage can with love on it because (laughs) does that mean that he loves the garbage can or that that's where you're supposed to throw away love? You know? (laughs) Like, is that a a receptacle for love or a, a loving receptacle? First of all, Okay. But I think it's a I think it's a loving receptacle. I think he loves the trash and the trash loves him right back. Wow. Reciprocity. Very that. Now what we do need to talk about is that Oscar the Grouch looks like he is made of weed. <laughs> <laughs> and what is up with that? He looks great, okay? I don't have you <laughs> slandering my good friend Oscar. I did not say he looked bad. He looks very good. A little tussle. A little matted. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a stylistic uh, preference. I And that well may be true. You have not uh, <laughs> refuted my original point, which is that Oscar the Grouch looks like he's made of weed. You know, and I actually love him because he looks like he's made of weed. Okay. I love him because he looks like he's made of weed. <laughs> wow. Lyricist extraordinaire. That's me. That's me. I would love to write some Sesame Street songs. Ooh. Let's do it right now. Okay. They're always writing about, like, you know, always trying to teach. Always trying to teach the kids. Gotta be well, educational. I mean, just to pause for a second, this is another reason why I love I Love Trash, because it doesn't seem to be <laughs> educational in any way. <laughs> it is just about Oscar the Grouch loving trash. Um, so what's the, what's the lesson? What do we think is the lesson that the kids need to hear today? I feel called to write something about love. Okay. It should be about love. I love love. Me too. It should be about loving yourself. Mm. Self-love. Self-love. What, what activity what call that. is the self-loving activity in this song? Um, what activity? What do you mean? Yeah, I feel like they're always based around, like, activities. Like yeah, it's like, oh, you're a kid? Well, like, you eat food. So let's talk about eating. Everybody eats. Here's a song. That should be our song. Well, that, that is a eats. Sesame Street song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for an example, see, and then I gave you an example. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Oh, I see. Oh, say, can you see? Did you watch the CPAC thing? Oh, no, but we need to watch it. I need to watch it right now. Can we watch it right now? Yes. That Did it live up to the hype? It having just seen it is revelatory in many ways. Honestly, <laughs> I think I must say. 
<laughs> and it's it's um it's <laughs> prompting me to to add a new kind of uh, key change to the okay. You know, we've got a truck driver key change. Uh-huh. We've got a ratchet. We just can't keep going up. We've yep. got a crowbar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is giving you the chameleon keychain. Okay. <laughs> Where it's like, like everything is in a new key. So it's like, what key are we in? Every key. We're in every key. Absolutely zero keys left behind. People were saying no keys left behind. <laughs> <laughs> People were saying all keys matter. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, wow. Yeah, it's like, I love that sometimes she decides, and this is now the tonic. Right. I think that's fierce. Revolutionary, <laughs> really. <laughs> it's a new kind of being out, being off key, right? <laughs> because there's never not a, a key center. Right. Right. Um, it just is always changing. <laughs> and sometimes there are strategic changes. Um, <laughs> you get to the end, and the rocket's regular. She says, I actually won't sing that that high. Yeah. Let me just take that down to where I can yeah. sing it. And I think that is um, efficient, economical, uh, <laughs> conserving la voce, all those things, you know? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she's an icon. Okay, well, the question remains, better or worse than Fergie? <laughs> it's a hard question. Better and worse in what sense? <laughs> in in the sense that Fergie had to apologize, should this other white woman also have to apologize for her delivery? Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, I think... <laughs> There's no way that that you can sing that particular rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner in front of a sign that says America Uncancelled. It just doesn't really work. And so maybe she should be apologizing to the organizers of the event for kind of undermining their theme because that (laughs) really... They, you know what? The good people at... CPAC are probably eating this up. They're probably like, it would be just like the libs on the internet to try to drag this girl for singing our country's anthem. They probably are like, this just proves our point. Now they're trying to cancel her. Look, I mean, I don't know if that counts as singing this country's anthem. Francis Scott Key <laughs> wrote that in one key, okay? In a Francis Scott Key, <laughs> Thank mother. Thank you. Well, it's funny. At what point does it become a different song? You know what I mean? Oh, man. Like right at, on the third note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say. And the fact that she does that the same way both times sends me away. Rehearsed. Impeccably rehearsed. How'd she do it? Literally how'd she do it? Or does she think that that's how the song goes? I I can't be inside her mind, but I am gifted by the performance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, speaking of things that we've missed, did you hear... Did you watch the Super Bowl? No. (laughs) What kind of podcast is this? (laughs) 
where I ask a question and then answer them for you. <laughs> well, at least now I know. What kind of podcast is this? Um, did you? I watched the halftime show. Okay, well, let's start there. What did you think? They disappoint, they disappear, they die, but they don't. Okay? That was... <laughs> horrendous? You would say horrendous? It It was not good. <laughs> and then on top of that, the things that I learned after watching it made it, you know, irresponsible, <laughs> to say the least. I learned... <laughs> The things that came uncovered. Right. Investigative journalism and everything being what it is. Exactly. These days. I'm presuming you're talking about the $7 million of his own money that The weekend spent on top of Pepsi's $10 million. I just, no one asked for it, you know? And especially this year, we could have all done without it. And that $17 million could have saved people's lives. <laughs> Instead, they threw a super spreader event. <laughs> um, I mean, it's really something. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't think it, I don't think I would say it was horrendous. I can think of worse halftime shows. Well, yeah. I'll say it. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I'll say it, and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I was right there, too. But I just because we can think of worse doesn't mean... That this is no, not. I can't think of a whole lot of worse ones. But I don't think it was horrendous. I will say this. Why didn't he change clothes? <laughs> not, he didn't change clothes once. He was just wearing a jacket. He could have put on a different jacket. That would have been entertaining. He didn't do it. He su- subverted all expectations, but in like the negative way. You know? <laughs> like when he went inside the big construction and it's like, oh, there's going to be I thought that was going to be fierce. Right. And then it's like, I thought it was going to be a la like Saturday Night Live when they like take you under during the monologue. Like I thought that I thought we were going to like see the backstage, the right? No, it mirrors. We have mirrors in here. Girl. Four million dollars worth of mirrors. <laughs> so, gotcha. <laughs> and and not even and he's holding the camera himself. To which I say, how much could this really have cost? <laughs> Currently, there's one there's one person on on screen, and there's one person running the camera, Liter- and they're the same person. So, where who was running the budget? <laughs> um, now was he singing? Oh, he was singing for his life. Well, I'll say this: I think this kind of gets back into high note culture. Ooh. He was singing very high. That's true, but he has a high voice, right? So I think that we should kind of, we shouldn't just give a whole bunch of points for him singing high. I think that that's where his voice is. Yes, and I and and it didn't, uh, where was the rest of it? You know, just what was the concept? If we're going, if we're diving into this, what, what was the concept? What did you execute? Why did, was it $17 million? Yeah, that part doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't check out. <laughs> And you really there's no there's no costume change. There's no the tone of it felt very it just like got to where it was and just stayed there. Yeah, it was it was 
It honestly, you know how they like do halftime shows for like other games? You know what I mean? Unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> there are other games besides football? What? Well, other games of football besides the the half the the halftime show. The Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it that's but that's what it felt like. It honestly felt like a lower level, like, you know, I don't know what these are like the Rose Bowl. I don't know. I don't know what the other games are, but I'm told there are other games and there are other <laughs> halftime shows that happen in the other games that are like a little more low-key, a little more low budget, more just like, and this person was on tour, and so they stopped by and played a set in the halftime show and it was fun. That's what it felt like. I mean, I'm sure everything had to be scaled down because there is a pandemic going on. Well, did it? But then it was like... I don't know about that. Look at all these people yelling at each other or singing <laughs> in each other's direction. I don't, It just was like, if you're going to do, you know, a little bit toned down on the yeah. special effects of it all, then you better get someone with a stage presence. That's the thing. Like, he's not it. It uh, it kept looking like he was going to start dancing, and then he didn't. <laughs> he never did. <laughs> Subverting expectations there again. Yes, in that he he set up for something and then didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> then I mean, I'll just say, you know, the chorus of a hundred men. Right. Is it what was needed? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we really hit the mark with that one. Well, at least they were all paid $500,000. <laughs> so. I hope so. We're trying to employ performers right now during this time. I hope they were paid. What? Okay, a lot wait. If someone gave you $10 million, how yeah. would you find a way to go over budget? <laughs> um. You're the first thing that came to my mind show. is that <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind is a plane of some sort. <laughs> There's a plane involved. I mean, if you're gonna jump out of the plane, Lady Gaga already did that. Yeah, I mean, she that was iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga Loki had an amazing halftime show. Lest we forget, let us never forget. How would you? How would you spend ten million dollars? On a halftime show. Probably by, like, requiring, like, needing some, like, electronic thing that needs to be, like, distributed mm-hmm. to every person in the audience so they could participate. Yeah. Like, some proprietary, you know, Well, here's whatever. my thing. How much could each of those cost? <laughs> I just you know have never I mean? in my life seen $10 million. And... Kenyon, if each of those cost $100. Okay. And there are 50,000 people, that's still only half the budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, what's good? Like, where is the money? Where did the money go? And he didn't just, like, kind of go over budget. Seven million more dollars were needed to pull off that particular... Vision? I don't know about needed. <laughs> I don't know about no needed. Oof. Uh, well, what did did you listen to Jasmine and Eric? No, I didn't. 
I've been out. I've been out of the loop. We can play right now if you want me to. No, we don't have to do that. I've been really taking a break from the outside world. Oh. <laughs> Was that... You tried to be shady? No, I'm surprised. Say more, please. It just says everything's become a lot less interesting. Work? You know, it's like, do I, do I really care about, like... <laughs> Not that people aren't doing interesting things and that they can be interesting and beautiful. But for me, you know, just like being on my phone and my computer all the time isn't what I need to be doing. And so in limiting that, it's like, well, I'll just be seeing a lot less of what y'all are doing outside in the world. I don't know why you're outside in the world because there's a pandemic still going on. But, you know. No, that's true. Other questions, other times. Yeah, I've been... I've been spending a a lot less time on Instagram in particular, but not because I don't like it. It just takes so much. I actually miss it. I like seeing Instagram posts. Hmm. But the way that I've consumed Instagram in the past takes too much time. Like I like. Oh, are you being, are you like a very thorough? I look at every post. Yeah. I look at every post on my feed because I don't want to miss anything because I like it. I mean, I do genuinely like it. Like, that's why. Like, I don't. <laughs> it's like I like being on Instagram and like looking at what people post and liking it and thinking about it. Not like, I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that it does me harm to feel this way about it. Except that it just took up too much time. <laughs> Truly. And now, like, I don't scroll through Instagram anymore. Because, or like, I'll do it like once a week and it'll take a really long time. <laughs> but I guess that's better than, than taking, you know, a lot of little bits of time, I guess. I don't know. Now it sounds like it's a chore. It kind of, well, now it kind of is a chore because I don't do it every day. So now it's like a thing that I have to do. Like, I have to take out the trash because it's piling up. I have to scroll through Instagram because the posts are piling up. Not to say that my Instagram or posts are trash, but even if I even if I did say that, I mean, I, I love it because it's trash. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Yeah, I... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to find, you know, some way of meeting you there. But I'm like, so you're not there. I'm just not there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right now, of the social media accounts that you have, which one are you on the most? Which one are you on the least? Um, which one am I on the most? Probably Twitter. I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Been trying to get back into Twitter. Not like trying, but like sometimes I don't tweet a lot, and then other times I do. I say this all the time, but I think my Twitter is very funny. <laughs> Every go, everyone go follow Jerome. Every please, everyone go follow me on Twitter. App on humor on Twitter. Um, so Twitter. What's the then probably a backstory again? I don't like telling the story. Oh, okay. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> no, I will tell it for once and for all. It's embarrassing. It's not that embarrassing, but it's kind of embarrassing. And so I often <laughs> tell people that I, I kind of just made it up, but this is the truth. This is for the real ones. This is the reward you get for listening to the podcast. (laughs) Um, 
I was in, I guess the first thing that I made it for was Twitter. I made my Twitter account. My cousin made a Twitter account for me in 2011. Um, and I needed a thing and didn't have, you know, the thing for a while was like to have a, a Twitter handle that was like a pun on your name. Um, but I like, couldn't really come up with a good pun on my name that I liked. Um, kind of because, you know, my last name's Walker. So it's all very like straightforward. It's all, you know, it's a lot of like walking puns. Anyway, so I was like, this is 2011. This is 10 years ago. And, uh, I had, I was either still in the closet or still mostly in the closet. Maybe I'd like just come out. Because I came out 10 years ago, LOL. Actually, like, in two weeks, on the 17th of March. Oh my gosh, party. um, Which is very exciting. Um, I know. I was going to throw the huge party. Now that's over. (laughs) I'll have to do it next year. I'll be there. It's also on St. Patrick's Day. Oof. I know. St. Patrick's Day is sometimes a scary holiday. Because, like, it's very straight behavior. Yeah. I'm wearing green right now. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> what's the end of the story? <laughs> um, so I was like, I had just come out. So I was like, ooh, I'm gay. <laughs> you know, when you come out and you're yeah. like, ooh, I'm gay. Truly. So I was like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I don't know what the justification was. It was me 10 years ago. I guess it's embarrassing because I still actively use it. Well, now it's like, but it's everywhere. It's on, it's you on everything. I know. It's now it's like my thing. So it's like, I can't stop using it. I mean, I could, but it would be weird. It's just so easy that I'm the same thing on everything. Right. Um, anyway, for whatever reason, I, <laughs> I had recently uh, found out, I guess, about Esperanto, which I thought was a very cool concept. <laughs> but now, of course realizes kind of a silly, ridiculous, made-up thing. Oh, oh. Um, wow. How have I never heard this before? Oh, my gosh. Because I don't tell this story because it's <laughs> embarrassing. Wow. It's Bon Humora is, by some translation, something I found on the internet, Bon Humora is the Esperanto word for gay. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I translated gay into Esperanto and it said Banyumura. And so that's what I chose. Wait, I'm having trouble breathing. I literally don't tell people this story because it's so embarrassing. It's so stupid. Wait, this is such a good story though. I Because you love it because it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> like this is where... This is where you have come from. You're wow. right. Wow. But now I'm Bon Humora. Like, I am Bon Humora on everything. Like, Bon Humora is not associated with anything else in the world other than me. Is that a challenge? It's not. <laughs> Don't come for me, please. It's just like, can you believe that? I literally, like, at two in the morning was like, what's my Twitter handle going to be? Esperanto. And I googled the Esperanto word for gay. Wow. That's special. Thank you for honestly sharing that, because that's... 
Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> wow. What a vestige of times past. <laughs> it's really something, isn't it? <sighs> I always choose boring things. Like, I'm just my name on everything. Well, see, that's cool to do now. I mean, yes, but like some, at many points, it's been uncool. But I think it's the way to go. I think especially as an adult, it's the thing to do. It is very like, there's, there's no way this can get outdated. Because <laughs> right, it's just that's my the thing. name. <laughs> as well as like, what kind of adult is coming up with a screen name? You know what I mean? It's like, wow. anytime that I have to like come up with the screen name and I can't use, I can't think of when this would be true. But like any, I don't know, anytime that I've had to like do that, I'm like, I don't know what it should be. You just grab your like English I to Esperanto dictionary. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going away. <laughs> I This is why I never tell this story, but cat's out of the bag. Uh, <laughs> but that, I mean, that's the good thing about Bon Humor is that like, I never have to, I can, I just can always be Bon Humor. Like, that's just it. Um, I never have to think about it. But the, so I'm, it's surprising to me that I wouldn't think that Jerome Walker is like, a very common name. But like Jerome Walker is is taken in most places. Yeah. Um there was a while on Twitter when I was um there was a while on Twitter when I was walking in Rome. Oh, she travels and, going no. abroad. <laughs> and there was a We are going when I to first Monte Carlo. <laughs> we are going to Monte Carlo. Um when I first changed it to walking in Rome, I don't remember who did, but someone that I knew replied and was like, wow, so original. Because it was just, it was the epitome of like, take your name, make it a pun, that's your Twitter handle. Like that that just was what I guess m- people that I knew were doing in 2013. <laughs> um, and so. They really came after you. They did. Why can't we just have fun? So for a while, I was walking in Rome. For a while, it was J. Rome walks with me, like Jesus walks with me, <laughs> but J. Rome walks with me. I don't know if anyone ever got that reference, but that was the point. Wow. But I never liked either of those as much as I liked Von Humora. It's good. I mean, it's that's original content, almost. It is. That's what I yeah. like about it. And that, you know, no one... And people are always like, what does that mean? Like, good humor? I was like... Yeah, I guess. Like, that's kind of what I said. But it means gay. In Esperanto. I couldn't even pick, like, a real language. Wow. Speaking of real languages, is this the episode where we actually talk about... um, Hamilton? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Dr. Seuss. Oh. uh, Well... You heard that they're finally taking, taking down, put it, pulling out of publication, out of print, some of his books that have been uh, racist forever. I didn't hear that. Only took him till twenty twenty one. Well, the behind the scenes tea is that we have been wanting to do a Doctor Seuss episode. <laughs> That's only half true. Yeah, there's this Doctor <laughs> Seuss book that I used to love called On Beyond Zebra. Um, <laughs> that. 
like is all these made up letters and it's actually kind of fierce. Um, it's just funny. It's, I don't know. It's expansive. It's imaginative. And you know, we love that. It's queer. We love that. Absolutely. It's very queer in nature. Um, but then we're like, well, let's not just give him the free promo. Right. Because he was actively racist. (laughs) Wait, so which ones are they taking down, taking out? I don't know. A number of, oh my gosh, On Beyond Zebra is one of them. Oh my God. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, I remember reading these books and being like, I like, I remember being like a young child and being like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> like, I don't think that character should be drawn that way. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, even the kids know, even the children. Yeah. Yeah, even, I mean, children, they know. I remember these books. Okay, so the six books are, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, which is actually kind of one of my favorite ones that I I remember really liking that one. Um, If I Ran the Zoo, which is a pretty famous one, Miguel Gets Pool, On Beyond Zebra, My Fave, Scrambled Egg Super, which I've never heard before, and The Cat's Quizzer. Girl, The Cat's Quizzer. I had never really heard of any of these ones. I think I knew McElligot's Pool, or at least that title is familiar to me. In some way, distantly, in the backs of my uh, my memory. The recesses. Mm. Now, you know what I liked? What was the one about the butter on the toast? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? You've lost me. (laughs) The butter, which side of the bread do you like your bread buttered? What? You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it sounds like a a bad euphemism. Girl, try the Butter Battle book. The Butter Battle book, first of all, has an excellent title. <laughs> Second of all, it's uh, about like these two cities, I guess, these two sides where one of them likes buttering their bread on top of the bread and the other likes buttering their bread on the bottom of the bread. Mm. Now, let's say this. He could have picked something that made sense and instead (laughs) chose to... Like, I remember, like, watching it, reading it. I think I also had, like, a there was, like, a movie version of it, actually. Um, But I remember certainly reading it and being like... Well, this is tough because one of these sides is right. <laughs> but they basically, like, go to war over it. They're like, we're right and you're wrong. Well, isn't... And we're going to smite you. Oh, not smite. Ooh. Yeah. Um. I mean, okay, I've never interacted with this particular publication, so I have no idea what it's about. But it seems perfect to be, a, a like, well, if you... Buttering the top is buttering the bottom if you flipped your bread, you know. I think that is... The, I think that's what they... Come to in the right end. <laughs> to be like, oh, we go to wars over nothing. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Well, the thing about Doctor Seuss being racist is that it's weird because the whole his whole thing was like being cool and woke secretly. Like the Lorax is about how we shouldn't destroy the environment, and you know, the Butter Battle Book being about uh, well, uh, 
military industrial complex, okay, et cetera. Okay. Um, but yeah, it kind of sucked that then he also was racist. <laughs> right, right. I mean, the best of intentions have rarely stopped people from still being participating in these racist systems that are around us. That are around us. I agree. I need to leave this topic. <laughs> um, Kenyon, this is our 40th episode. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I literally forgot about that. Um, what are we going to do for 50? I was thinking about 50 like it's going to be next week. It's not. <laughs> That's uh, months from now. Spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> next week is going to be 41. Um, uh, 40 is a number of like, that feels like a very middle number, you know? like I disagree. Oh. What does it feel like to you? <laughs> 40 doesn't feel like, 40 feels like an almost number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As in it's almost 50. Or it kind of feels like a... I think of 40, and I honestly think of two-thirds, as in 40 minutes is two-thirds of an hour. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. You think of it as halfway to 80? No, just like as a, as a middle stage. Not as a... I didn't say half anything, putting words in my mouth. Oh, like middle age. I guess maybe that's what I'm tying it with. Um, but yeah, it feels... Well, you're turning 40 later this year. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I would be so lucky, honestly. What year are you going to turn 40 in? 2036? Okay, work math. Um, I'm very good at math. And... Yes, but when you say it like that, that doesn't feel that far away, you know? See, okay, here's what I was thinking about earlier. Because I, my dad is about to turn 60 in like two weeks. And then I was like, well, when am I going to turn 60? In 2057. And then I was like, I'll already be 60 in 2057? Not that 2057 is soon at all. And not that me being 60 years old is soon at all. I, I mean, if you really think about it, it makes a lot of sense. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just was faced with the fact that I will die. You know what I mean? That's oh. what it felt like. Ooh. Okay. Well, wow. Okay. How, how are you doing with that feeling? Um, just fine. Okay. Just fine. Okay. If they were, if they were to make, you know, whoever they are, they were to make, you know, a bicentennial man, kind of like, we can give you a fake heart that lasts forever. We can put chips in your body and, Ooh. you know, bionicalize you. Um, would I want to live forever? I don't know. I don't know about the would you want to live forever question, but just like, would you? you know, get substantial body modifications. The thing is, you know, fingers crossed that it is not a, that I do not have to deal with, you know, intense, severe health complications in the near future. I think by the time it is, that that is a thing that we'll be facing, it'll be the T. 
Like, it'll just be the thing to do. I mean, probably a lot of people will do it. But will you? I mean, don't you point your finger at me. Well, this is, I'm asking you the question. <laughs> I, th- I think I probably will. I think if a lot of people are doing it, I probably will. Like, I'm thinking about, I mean, I don't know anything about medicine. But, like, when our parents were born, I don't imagine that everyone was out here getting, you know, heart transplants and liver transplants and et cetera. Can you look up a year on yeah, that? Yeah, I feel like actually <laughs> that might not be true. Um, okay, so <laughs> around that time, December mm-hmm. 3rd, 1967, mm-hmm. Christian Barnard performed the world's first human-to-human heart transplant. That's what I'm saying. And now, I mean, not that everyone <laughs> with a heart issue gets a heart transplant, but like... If it were the thing to do, and if you you could, I mean, all types of transplants. It just is like, oh yeah, like just do it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if the technology gets to the point where it's like, well, instead of having to wait for a donor, we can just fucking make another heart here, put mm. it in. Like, I think that's going to be the tea. So I think I would. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to like live forever. I mean, you know. Knock on wood that I even get to make a decision like this. Right. But, like, I don't know. what's Who's the Rockefeller? There's, like, a Rockefeller who's on his, like, ninth heart or something. And it's like, nigga, just die. Just oh. die. <laughs> Give it up. He's, like, 99 and has had, like, eight heart transplants or something. Wow. It's like, what are you sticking around for? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, okay, that is kind of harsh. I don't think that's harsh at all, actually. I think that they should not be putting new donor hearts into that old, old man who is clearly... His body is trying to die. <laughs> Let's say that. His body wants to die. Now, I, He's trying to keep it alive, but the body says it time's up. I'm, I'm with you on, on the number of transplants because those things are hard to come by and... You know, only people with certain resources have access to them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. I think there's, there's, uh, people who are are older have a lot of great things to give the world. So, like, the what are you sticking around for part, I'm like, no, like, I need, I need people who are older than me in life. That's a lot of wisdom. Now, I don't know who this person is. And I don't know if they've gotten okay, wisdom. Okay, so I looked him up. David Rockefeller. Um, he did die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he died in 2017. He was 101. Wow. Dalmatians. He had six heart transplants. Wow. He was 99 when he got his sixth heart transplant. Wow. I don't know. At that point, not that. And like, yes, of course, we still have much to learn from... People who lived through the past. But girl, write it down. (laughs) That's what I would say. Um, Speaking of 101, did you see they're making this Cruella movie? Yes. Okay, what are your thoughts about the Cruella movie? Um, villainy. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my thoughts. I see. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I feel like... I I think it's, like, obviously Disney is trying to milk the nostalgia, right? They're just trying to 
make stuff about stuff that we already know. Um, clearly, this is the Maleficent treatment. Right. And I think that Maleficent is a pretty, you know, I haven't seen Maleficent or Maleficent 2. But I think that's a good character to be like, hey, what's going on there? Because she's just so evil from the beginning. You know I love that movie. Um, hey, what's going on there? Like, hey. <laughs> hey, what's going on there? I mean, there's just clearly all this backstory that's built into right. it. And she seems like a complicated character. Now, Cruella DeVille, on the other hand, she wants to kill puppies to make a coat. <laughs> That's not very complicated. <laughs> I think the attraction is more, more the, uh, less the story and more just the character herself, the style, you know, the pattern of speech. Right. The, the affectation. Right. Like, I'm here for that. Villainy. I guess so. I just... Uh, <laughs> I hope that she does actually stay a villain. I think that actually would be really interesting. Or, like, would be entertaining. I hope that it's not, like, poor Cruella. She was, you know, bullied as a child, and so now she wants to kill dogs, you know? Like, I don't really want to see that. Right, right. Humanizing the villain. Right. Right. Okay, but where is the Ursula backstory? Ugh. I would pay. I would pay for that one. Yeah. I would fund it. I would finance the movie. <laughs> you got $7 million? No, but I know someone who does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, part of my brain is going to the, like, why... Are you know why are so many villains queer coded, etc. Mm -hmm. etc. Disney stop poisoning our society. Um, Very that. But on the other hand, it's like I love villains. <laughs> you made them all gay, well, and so I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> I th I'm thinking about Cruella Deville. I wouldn't say that Cruella is queer coded per se. No, no, I'm thinking. You know, Ursula, Jafar, exactly, Scar, exactly, Hades, etc. <laughs> yes, all, all of the other ones. Right, right, right. Um, but I will say this about Cruella. I here's why gay people love Cruella because the other people in that movie, first of all, most of them are dogs. Whatever, who cares about dogs? Uh, Not me. Um, maybe that's why I like Cruella. Uh, <laughs> but most of the no, the what are the name? You know the other two people, the white guy and the white woman, <laughs> and they own the dogs. Yes, <laughs> they're you know they're supposed to be quaint and familiar, but in doing so, they aesthetically are kind of boring. I can't even remember what their names are. Right, Donnie and Marie, something like that. <laughs> Not um, the Osmonds. <laughs> And so, like, of course, I'm going to gravitate toward Cruella DeVille because she's the bigger character. She's wearing the fabulous coat. She's played by Glenn Close. Made out of dogs. The fabulous coat made out of dogs. Well, now that's interesting. That is interesting. I actually don't think I've ever seen the Glenn Close one. Or maybe I've just seen 102 Dalmatians, you know what I mean? Mm, Glenn Close is acting in it. 
She's giving you... Well, she's a queen. Disturbia. She is an actress. Mm. Kenyon, it's time for the return of something we haven't done in quite a bit. Ooh. A little uh, respect the binary. Mm-hmm. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. I haven't done one of these in so long. I know, it's been a while. Almost forgotten how. Um, Well, the conceit is that I'm going to present two things to you as a binary, and your job is to choose one of them. Right, because binaries exist in the real world and are how we make sense of our life. They're everywhere. Of course. No, right. Everything is a binary. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. That's a binary. <laughs> um Okay. All right, I have I have one for you. Okay. Um our two green furry friends, Grinch uh, or Grouch. Yeah. Grinch or Grouch. I've never noticed the strong connection between the two. The Grinch and the Grouch. They would be friends. <laughs> Honestly, where's the crossover a musical? Literally. The Grinch Grouch musical. The uh, uh the the Grinch Grouch Power Hour. <laughs> the Grinch and the Grouch take Manhattan. The Grinch and the Grouch greet host the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch and the Grouch greet a, a grunge g- g- and grimace. <laughs> greet the grunge and then grimace. Wow. Poetry. Um, the Grinch or the Grouch. I mean, this actually is hard for me. Because you know I like the Grinch. Truly. But I don't really like Jim Carrey culture. I'm more of a fan of the original Grinch. Or honestly, the new Grinch. But I like that movie. It has um, Christine Baranski in it. All right, That's Christine. Um, she's almost an Alice and Janney type. <laughs> you know how I feel about Alice and Janney. Um, I think I would say the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. Mm. He's so funny. He literally is a trash person. <laughs> that's kind of iconic. Like, that's his thing. Like, the Grinch, like, you know, was hurt when he was young and so, like, hates Christmas because he feels left out. But then, like, once he's his heart grows three sizes, then he's over it. Whereas the Grouch is like, I'm just like this. <laughs> uh, uh, Did you ever watch Elmo and Grouchland? Yes. Now, that was a movie. A very good movie. Yes. Wait, I'm going to have a viewing right after this. Um, Yes, please. I actually am also going to say the Grouch. Mm Mm-hmm. Grouch is like, you know, trying to be a loner, but is embedded in a community. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, (laughs) And he loves trash because it's trash. He loves trash. He loves it because it's trash. Radical love. Grouch for me. Yes. Um, okay, now I'm going to throw two characters back at you. And those two characters are 
Maleficent, and Ursula. One more time, please. <laughs> Maleficent, or Ursula. Thank you. Um, it's clear for me. It's clear for me that it's <laughs> Ursula. Mm-hmm. I mean, deep sea magic. Yeah. Absolute definition of the cackle. <laughs> and don't underestimate the importance of body language <laughs> by uh, uh, Robin. No. What's that album called? Body Talk? <laughs> Moving on. It's Ursula. <laughs> um. I guess I'm also going to go Ursula. I really like Maleficent, though, but I've been on, like, an Ursula thing. What does that mean? I have been listening to Poor Unfortunate Souls a lot. <laughs> you have a new tattoo of um, Ursula? I should. <laughs> I would get a tattoo of Ursula. Would I get it? No, I probably wouldn't. But I'm not, like, against it. But do I want to be a person with a Disney tattoo? Probably not. Well, wow. I'm still not against it. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are together this week. Grouch and Ursula. Back in the habit. Who's who? Um, That's hard. That's very hard. I think we're both both. (laughs) I think in, like, puppet world, like, you'd be the voice and I'd be the person manning the puppet. Now, that's certainly true. So that's the garage taken care of. That's the garage. How do we split up Ursula? <laughs> um, how do we split up Ursula? I think... I think you're the, you're the brain and I'm the physicality. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Amazing. That's a little binary redux for you. <laughs> <laughs> a binary of binaries exactly um kenyon i'm so glad we're back we didn't go anywhere <laughs> we've been releasing episodes this whole time <laughs> you just love saying that we're back you just love that i do collection of words sounds and you know what we're back <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> Thanks for listening, divas. We Love That is brought to you by Kenyon and Jerome. Our music is by Sophia Campomore, and our art is by Griffin Keller. And please drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, I love trash. <laughs> Every time we enter the word trash. Completely new Anything universe. dirty or dingy or dusty. <laughs> ragged, honey. Are you feeling ragged today? Rotten? Anything Perhaps ragged rusty? and rotten and rusty. Oh, rotten. I love trash. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the video is the garbage can in the background that says love on it. <laughs> Holy shit. That's good. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> that is so fierce. Oh my goodness. Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs>